Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in to the early line. We are live right here on SportsGrid on this Tuesday morning. I'm Kevin Walsh, joined, of course, by Donnie Wrightside. A lot to get to over these next two hours. Donnie, how you feeling? Feeling good. Yesterday, you know, doing the show, realizing that today every single football team in the National Football League mm. is reporting to camp veterans and rookies. It is officially football season mm. here, Kevin, on the grid. Absolutely so. And when it's football season, you have to make sure that you're doing your homework oh man the jokes all write themselves kyler murray and that big big contract i thought this story was done i mean of course we'd be following whether or not kyler could live up to the deal but apparently it is not just going to be based on his on-field production really apparently what is a first of its kind contract stipulation that requires Kyler Murray to do four hours of studying and game preparation on his own each week of the NFL season. What is going on here? Yeah, these young kids in the NFL here, they're going to follow from that Tom Brady playbook. You got to get in the playbook when you're outside of the facility here. Now, it does go around because we usually look at this type of contract and say, Kevin, we'll talk about this a little bit more. Like, what is going on with the Cardinals? But this is common. I know for sure. Sports Grid Network here. Your contract looks very similar. Look, they don't have to worry about me putting in the work, Kevin. They do have to worry about you putting in the work and guys like Kyler Murray, apparently. One of the most obvious jokes that was coming right there was Donnie pointing that finger back to me. So uh, we'll live with that creative. Not really. You don't expect much from Donnie this early in the morning. The speaking of contract payments, though, the Cincinnati bungalows are ready to pair Ready to pay Joe Burrow. This one, though, Donnie, maybe a little more up your alley even than the Kyler Murray contract talk. I love this. Like, I really love this stuff here because you take a look at Joe Burrow, who we know is going to get a massive extension, one of the highest paid players in the history of the football game, and this is going to have to come from the Cincinnati Bengals. You saw the owner, Mike Brown, talking yesterday, basically telling you, Kevin, we can't sign Jesse Bates. We can't sign anybody else. My goodness, Joe Burrow is coming down the line. We might not have a football team because we have to pay so much money to keep this guy a quarterback. This is one to watch. It's a great move, though, by Cincinnati just because they can't do it at least until 
this season comes to a conclusion. Speaking of being paid, now this one, right, like, look, the Burrow Bangle stuff is right up Donnie's alley. Everybody loves the Kyler stuff. This stuff right here is just fantastic to me. Remember when Aaron Rodgers took control back and was going to make all the decisions in Green Bay? And he didn't like Guttenkutz and he was going to get Guttenkutz fired? Well, Devontae Adams plays in Vegas and they just started handing out extensions to everybody in the building. LaFleur stays. That's understandable. But so does their GM, Guttenkutz. I just absolutely love the fact that Rodgers had the chance to take all of the control in this organization back and essentially got nothing other than Randall Cobb a job. Yeah, exactly. And you saw yesterday, I believe they had their shareholders meeting where they had like 400 million banked. Well, I guess they're starting to spend some of that money. So there was a big exponentially amount or exponential amount that you had once Devontae Adams left. But you're right about this one thing, Kevin. I'm not playing until Guttenkutz is fired. Yeah, he's coming back. All right, cool. I'll come back. How much money? All right, sounds good. Yeah, I never had any issues here in Green Bay. Never, says Aaron Rodgers. Oh, man. Oh, what? It was never about the money, though. Rodgers. No. The radio audience is here on this Tuesday morning. Kevin Walsh, Donnie Wright, side of the early line, Sirius XM, Channel 159 in the NBA. The action continues to heat up. Jalen Brown rumors are swirling, which means the Twitter fingers are going. Though not many characters, just three SMH. A lot of engagement, though, because it's easy to tell that Jalen Brown is paying attention to the latest rumors around him. Oh, yeah, everybody's listening here. Nobody likes when their names are in the rumors as you're the guy as the key to the package on a great player coming into town. So shake my head is appropriate here because when you hear those rumors and they're about you, not like, hey, big extension or we're looking to build around you. No, you're the key piece in getting out of here so we can actually get a good basketball team. Which, of course, then begs the question, have the Celtics ruined the relationship with Jalen Brown? Jalen Brown has been liking tweets all summer as is. And if that's the case, then he might need to be on the move, KD, or not. We've also got an updated list of teams pursuing Donovan Mitchell. Apparently, for some, this was a 95% deal done with the New York Knicks. And now we have a seven or so team list of teams looking to bring in Donovan Mitchell, including the Wizards, Raptors, and Hawks. Yeah, the Bing Bong boys not having a good morning today because you're right. It was supposed to be signed, sealed, and delivered for Donovan Mitchell to play in Madison Square Garden. Now it looks like everybody else is getting involved. The price of the brick, Kevin, just went up on Donovan Mitchell. The one thing I like, though, is the Wizards now at least pretending they're interested oh. in the stars. They sent out a KD rumor, a little bit in here on Donovan Mitchell. I doubt they'll get anything done, but at least they're trying to be in the mix. Yesterday, Major League Baseball, tons of action and upsets. The biggest favorite on the board, I do believe, was those Los Angeles Dodgers. Tony Gosselin, no losses on the record to have his entire first half of the baseball season. He goes out there and loses to the Nationals, Donnie. That's the only way possible, right? If you're lining up good teams to play the Dodgers, they will mow them down. You line up the worst teams in baseball, they stun the Dodgers each and every game. It seems like, what is going on? Oh, and the A's beat the Astros. Yeah. A Bryce Harper injury update and a Jacob DeGrom injury update will also be coming throughout our show this morning. Keep it right here. The early line is live. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on the early line with... Now the opportunity to tackle one of the stranger headlines I think we'll probably see all NFL season, and the season really hasn't even started. Kyler Murray paid a big-time contract from the Arizona Cardinals, a contract that they were trying to posture over and then eventually seeming they gained no ground. If anything, they lost leverage in their standoff with Kyler Murray, 46 Point one annual, the second most for any quarterback in the sport. It's the it's the price of doing business, though. That's what we at least thought, Donnie. So no harm, no foul. Now a contract stipulation that brings this entire thing into question. A mandated four hours of on-your-own personal study-slash-preparation time during game weeks adding in the clause you can't be watching tv listening to music or playing video games while you are doing the studying that you must be paying attention and how in the world is this something the cardinals thought necessary to put into this contract while still giving out this contract it's pretty incredible, isn't it? And in a day where I guess we were looking or fishing for NFL news before training camp starts, waiting on the Deshaun Watson rumors to kick in, when's that actually coming out, where he will be suspended, and for how long, you get this ridiculous atom bomb, woge bomb here in the NFL. Now, if we take a look at and go over what's actually taking place here, we saw in the offseason, the main crux of the argument that was getting leaked out from the Arizona Cardinals side, Kevin, was what? We don't know if this guy is dedicated or seems to care at times and sometimes checks out. Well, then you see Kyler Murray take out the page in the paper. I want to be here. Like, I'm working as hard as I can. Let's come to an agreement. And as we know, starting quarterbacks get paid in this league. You can't go into camp and you can't go into the regular season where your quarterback wanted a new deal and is not going to get one, particularly a guy that may be a little bit mentally on edge at times where you do want to keep him happy. So if we're taking a look at him checking out, why would this addendum even be put in? Because it's almost one of those that says we'd rather just wait one more year because we're not sure the commitment level that Kyler Murray has to be an NFL quarterback. He's a great player. He's got great potential. We need to see a little bit more on the field and off the field before we make this financial commitment. Then, Kevin, they give him the big deal. Everything is right. Quarterback's happy. Coming back to camp. And then somebody goes through the contract, and it basically says what all our rumors were true. This guy doesn't care enough about football, but we're still going to pay the guy. But we're going to put an embarrassment clause in there. Now, my question to you, Kevin, how is this traced? 
Does he have to log on to like Skype or log on to like Google Hangouts? And the coaching staff has to watch Kyler Murray at home reviewing film. And like a teacher, maybe he needs to answer questions. Because, you know, some of the kids were off like during COVID for about a year, year and a mm-hmm. half where the teacher was in the background. Are they having that now? Did they learn that scenario for Kyler Murray? I don't know how it's tracked, but it's just there to embarrass. And what is the point of that? If you don't believe it as an organization, your quarterback is putting in the work. Why did you invest that money? And a little clause on the end of where he has to punch a time card. Did you get your hour in last night, Kyler? Oh, you didn't? Oh, you're going to have to get two hours in tonight, or you can't have your, you know, apple pie with ice cream after that. What is going on in Arizona? Yeah, it makes no sense. It, it, it almost embarrasses Kyler and confirms a lot of the reports that yeah. there have been existing around him. You know, a, a quote from Kyler started to resurface. I saw last night saying that I, I'm not much one of those guys that, you know, is breaking down film 24-7. I let the game come to me. All right, so that can essentially confirm all of this here. But yeah. the the fascinating thing kind of about this, right, is the tone of the contract. Now, maybe I'm way off base here, Donnie, but Somebody had to give Ian Rappaport that screenshot of the contract and thought it would be necessary to put out into the ether. And if you look at the tone of Ian Rappaport's tweet around this, it's a positive one. The back end of it there, it was important to the team making a commitment at that level. Thus, it was important to Murray. It was almost just like a look at these two sides working together. And then maybe all the backlash came in and you start to kind of reel it back. We've never seen this before. Who thought this was a good idea? Again, like you said, you're not really going to be able to have checks and balances on this guy's four hour of study time per week. I mean, it's ridiculous. So all you've really done here is open up your franchise quarterback to more scrutiny. And even if you're annoyed with Kyler Murray... You've paid him, so it's too bad. You cannot do this anymore. You cannot say, Kyler, you better study, or or what? What, are they going to blow the contract up, Donnie? The $230-plus million deal because he's not studying for four hours a week watching? Why is he not studying four hours a week watching game film? What are we doing? Like, wouldn't it be even better if you said, all right, you have to stay at the facility an extra hour Monday through Thursday here with the coaching staff to review film? And you would have said, okay, look, he's going to put in the hard work. But this is untraceable at this point. And maybe they're going to booby trap him here. If you remember, you're probably a little bit too young for this. Filled up the Eagles, Randall Cunningham earlier in his career. Wasn't putting the time in on film study. So how did they catch him? He said, all right, I'm going to give you tapes to go home and watch these play sets here coming up for the next week's opponents. No problem. Let me get it done. And back in the day, they weren't even VCR tapes, Kevin. They were reels like you would put on a, you know, old movie camera and zip through. Well, the Philadelphia Eagles sent him home one and put different things in that actual film, like to know that if he actually went through it or not. Hey, Randall Cunningham, how did it go last night watching? Man, that was the best film set I have. I'm ready for it. Either the tape was blank or they had two things that would have fallen out that didn't fall out because he didn't watch the reel. Are we going to be doing that stuff here? Oh, Kyler, we called you. Hey, by the way, call the lawyers. Take $50 million in bonuses away yeah. from Kyler Murray because he was out at McDonald's and not home studying film for the Raiders game this weekend. It's unconscionable that this got put in. And also, if you're the agent or if you're Kyler Murray, you know, all right, this is great. Everything's good. 
One last thing to sign here, Kyle. Does it mean anything? Like you can buy a car or a house, throw this in. It's going to cost you an extra dollar a month. It's for an extra extended warranty package. Yeah, whatever. I'll sign it. You, this doesn't go by the wayside. What, what is it? An embarrassment clause where you can be in the room with your agent and you say to yourself, mm-hmm. I'm not signing this. Like, talk to me face to face like a man. You trust me or not? I'm going to put in the work. I don't need to sign something that says four extra hours. I will make sure I watch film at home. You should be doing that on your own time anyway, as is. But this embarrassment clause is very interesting because what happens in week three when he doesn't play well? Hey, Kyler, did you study extra hard last week? Are they making you watch six hours away or just four hours this week? It's ludicrous that this got put in. But for a talking point, it's sensational. Even like I'm assuming they're in the building studying all the time, right? Like if if, I mean, if this is his attitude towards it, what's he even getting out of the four hours sitting there by himself watching the same play over and over and over again of the Kansas City Chiefs defense? Nothing, most likely. And this is kind of where I'm at now on this relationship that weirdly doesn't feel like it's working. I don't think he's going to finish this out in Arizona at this point. Like, Donnie, if this if this is a disappointing year for the Cardinals, which, by the way, early looks, the strength of the schedule is going to be difficult. We know, obviously, the division that they play in has two teams at, at the minimum expected to be better than them going into the year. Like, is it reasonable that this could all fall apart before it even gets going here? Because I got to tell you, everything about this relationship has been rocky over the last year. It really is, and I don't, I don't know how it sours quickly or it should because he gets a lot of guaranteed money over the first three years. And I can't imagine, you know, there's a honeymoon period over the first year, year and a half because he's not a rookie, Kevin, right? He's not coming in starting his first game for Arizona. He's been there. They're expected to perform, but I look mm-hmm. at this as one of those, like, little, like, chips, you know, where you're trying to knock through the wall and just slowly scraping away at it, and pretty soon the foundation gives in. Because there's already an underlying distrust between both of these sides where they had to sign something stupid. This is like, Kevin, this isn't even, hey, look, we need you around in the offseason. We're going to pay an extra $10 million bonus, Kevin, if you stay around in May and June and work with us in OTAs when you usually don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. This basically says during the week you're showing up to practice not prepared. I have to make sure you're watching film. It's incredible. Really, really is. There are some more big NFL stories. We'll get to those after this quick sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Kyler Murray has been paid. We'll see how the rest of that unfolds in the classroom. There is another big-time quarterback that will eventually be paid we believe but it can't be paid just yet 
and that is Joe Burrow. But the indication comes out that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to do whatever it takes to make sure that they pay Joe Burrow and are almost seemingly excited to do so. This, for some, would probably jump off the page as a non-story. But, Donnie, I know as it pertains to the uh, operational proceedings, usually for Cincinnati around big money deals, this story maybe caught your eye a little bit more. Yeah, it really did, because we know how notoriously cheap the Cincinnati Bengals are all the way from their draft pick status to their offseason acquisition. And it's one of those franchises, Kevin, that is operates a little bit outside of the realm, almost like a Vegas Raiders or the old school Oakland Raiders were, where they would take the guy that may be in a little bit of trouble with the law, but they don't see that. They see dollar signs saying, boy, this guy would go for $30 million on the open market. He's got a felony. We can get them for $5 million. Let's go ahead and make this deal happen. It's how they get around sort of the, we don't want to pay for top talent, but sometimes top talent falls for us. Now, if you look at this roster overall, the construction of it, they just went to the Super Bowl, Kevin, and a couple bounces go their way in the fourth quarter. They're Super Bowl champions. Think about that. The Cincinnati Bengals. Because when I look at the offensive line, it's solid. When I look at the wide receiver position, one of the best in the NFL as a group, with Joe Mixon in the backfield here, what's not to like? Oh, yeah, eventually, Kevin, you got to pay your starting quarterback. So you're starting to see now Jesse Bates, one of the better young safeties in the NFL on a franchise tag, basically telling the Bengals, Kevin, not showing up to camp. I want a new deal. Let's see if we can hammer this out. And since I am on a franchise tag, I'll show up a day before the season. And they saw Mike Brown talking about it yesterday. We're not going to be able to sign everybody, which is false, which is false. Should pick up the phone and call Stan Kroenke and say, hey, how do you do this thing? And Stan goes, you know what? You have enough money. You can pay anybody however much you want at any time you want. But it looks to me like he's starting to talk down the line. We're going to have to pay Joe. We love Joe. Who wouldn't love Joe Burrow, a young quarterback in his second year in the NFL, getting your team to the Super Bowl? You can pencil in, Kevin, what, 10 to 15 years of all-pro caliber play is what you're anticipating for the Bengals. You're going to want to sign Joe Burrow, but there's a lot of things to do where you're looking at $200-plus million in guarantees, which you have to put that money in the escrow, and I'm not sure the Browns will be able to do that. But how they circumvent it, they start saying this, huh? Looking at the trade, Joe Mixon, ah, maybe T. Higgins is going to be up for an extension. We can't <laughs> give that to him. Jamar Chase, everybody loves him. We can't afford him because of our quarterback here. Let's see how Cincinnati has it because they have the future right in the palm of their hand. If they sign their young core to long-term deals when they come up, the Bengals are going to have a good franchise. But good franchise and saying the Bengals usually doesn't go hand-in-hand. The interesting thing is I would probably tell you Cincinnati is very fortunate that Joe Burrow is not contract extension eligible right Mm. now because coming off of the Super Bowl, what choices would they really have other than to say they didn't have it done before the Kyler Kyler deal? They'd have to go above that market. I think so. And – Now, that's probably going to remain the case at the end of this season if everything goes great, but at least then you have one more year to see how everything plays out because that is the interesting thing, you know, with Joe Burrow. I know a lot of people have, you know, pretty confidently moved him inside their top five quarterbacks. I have maybe a little more hesitation on that decision. We're only two years into Burrow and the massive injury that came in year one This is a Cincinnati team that we're not looking at as a lock to win their division. In fact, they are not favored to win their division. Now, I'm not telling you that that Cincinnati is going to be able to convince Joe Burrow, hey, listen, brother, 
46 million. You didn't even, I mean, you got to be kidding me here. You didn't make the Super Bowl again. You were a first round exit. How's, how's 38 sound? And let's work our way from there, right? That's not really the position they're going to be in. I just don't think they had, they would have had any kind of negotiating leeway here. There is now another season, Donnie, for Joe Burrow to try and go out there and confirm everything we saw last year. You look at his season-long props, 4,350 and a half yards, the passing touchdown number, 32 and a half. Big numbers for Burrow, but both of those were cleared by him last season. No, and, and I think they might be cleared by him again this year because you're just looking at the overall makeup, Kevin, of the offense, and it's almost perfection. As I said, a good, young, talented offensive line, a wide receiver. I mean, you have Chase, Boyd, and Higgins at wide receiver mixing in the backfield. What's not to like about this? And also, you're talking about Joe Burrow another year removed from that knee injury, so he's probably going to be even in better shape when he shows up to camp this year than he did last year, so maybe the offseason went even more improved as to what you would think. Now, if we're trying to take a look at the Bengals, now, coming into the season, you look at that A, AFC North Division. The Ravens at the FanDuel Sportsbook plus 170, the Bengals plus 185, the Browns 260, and the Steelers plus 950. You know, usually it's going to be, okay, you talk about the Ravens, the Browns, and the Steelers, and the Bengals are that afterthought, nice team, but they'll never get it together. They got it together last year, and the more and more I think about this, they have the least amount of question marks for me in this division. So how it pertains to Joe Burrow in the future is this. Let's just say they go out this year, Kevin, and win the division. They don't get back to even the AFC Championship game, but let's just say they win a playoff game. His price, I mean, honestly, what is it going to be? It's going to, like, if we expect, and also here's what you're hoping, I guess, if there's, some sort of saving grace. Please, Lamar Jackson, don't sign this year. Please, Lamar Jackson, don't sign this year. Because if Lamar Jackson gets $50 million a year guaranteed, that's the starting point for Joe Burrow next year for the Bengals. And Mike Brown's going to play the woe is me, small market here. And, you know, maybe we don't have enough fans. And I hope Joe takes a discount, but we can't sign this guy. But also plays that hard edge like they've done in the past. If the player doesn't get their way, they just sit him on the sidelines. Oh, Joe Burrow is not going to get traded, but Joe's not going to play. That's fine. We'll sit him out. The Bengals will do that to try to prove a point here, which would be a disaster for Burrow looking to move on and also for the Bengals as a franchise. But my goodness, for a team that's not used to playing, paying players at the top heap, they might be looking at the most expensive contract in the history of the NFL by next year for Joe Burrow. And again, if that is what he's earned, then that means that yeah. Cincinnati won the division, won a football game, and you're happy yes. about that. But the Lamar point is a very good one. The thing is, you might kind of then find yourself in a race to pay your God. Because again, if the Ravens come over the top, that you're probably going to be tasked with beating that. But here's the other benefit. You come over the top, and Baltimore is going to go out there and find out how, how good things are going to be without Lamar Jackson sooner than later. I'm telling you that now. They... Well, that Baltimore thing, I, I, I'm i almost looking for it to blow up in their face, the way they're going about the whole deal, to be honest with you, Donnie. But in time, I want to bring up this Packers situation here. Maybe for some people, this doesn't move the needle. It's just more of the same for me. Aaron Rodgers felt like he had the most leverage I think maybe an NFL player has ever had over an organization. And all he has to show for it is the people he didn't like are extended and Devontae Adams is gone. I I understand Rodgers has been paid huge money, but he tried to continually tell us it's not about the money, it's not about the money. And everything that keeps happening in Green Bay, Donnie, let's call it what it is. 
Bradley Beal-esque. This is where the top dollar is. This is where it's convenient. Hopefully, I'm good enough to figure it out, and we'll go from there. Because the moves that take place at times in Green Bay don't seem like Rodgers is really all that interested in using any of that leverage that he had drummed up. And it doesn't make sense. If we want to talk about like bizarro world off seasons, it was clearly Green Bay. Because when we were setting up last year, what was the, I guess, the guiding light for that season? One last ride. Me and Devontae. We don't know what's going to happen in the future, but we got this year and let's see if it happens. And it didn't happen. So you said going into the offseason, all that turmoil where Aaron Rodgers, quote unquote, wrote a contract or an extension that basically said, I get to call the shots at the end of the year if I want to leave. He said, oh, man. So you know what that means? You better sign everybody. The Tom Brady clause in, in for Tampa Bay, which, quite frankly, probably isn't written down on paper, but it's understood. You'll pay for who I want, when I want, and how many players I need on offense, or I'll just step away. That's fine, Tom. What do you need? I'm going to win a Super Bowl? Yeah, bring every single player back on this team, whether or not it's a great move or not, because I'm going to be here for maybe one, two, or three years more. Worked out down there pretty well. So, Aaron Rodgers, you figured in the offseason, hey, man, what makes me go on offense? Got a solid offensive line, got a good young head coach, and I have one of the best wide receivers in the game that no matter if any play breaks down, he's wide open and he makes me look good. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hold out a little bit longer and really give it to the organization. I'm not coming back here. You don't sign my guy, Devontae Adams. That's the way it started to set up, and everybody was going to be happy with that and say, okay, look at this. They're going to mend fences, get back on the field, but even though Aaron Rodgers doesn't like the GM, he has enough influence in that organization to get his guy paid and also get himself paid. Then it turns out that Devontae Adams is shipped off to the Las Vegas Raiders, and then Aaron Rodgers, oh, man, he's going to explode by this, and he's doing interviews going, yeah, you know what? Devontae's my guy. I wanted to get out of town. It's no big deal. I got no wide receivers here. I got money and a GM I hate. I can't wait to be a 40-year-old quarterback in Green Bay. What are we talking about, Kevin? Like, this is supposed to be mm-hmm. the time of Aaron Rodgers' career. Like, even if he goes to the Packers, I know I'm worth $50 million. Give me 35. Give me Devontae Adams back. Sign me a tight end. Give me another wide receiver. I got two years left. Let's really press the max and see if we can win a Super Bowl. And they're the yeah. complete opposite. It's just so bizarre. The one thing I will say, even if Rodgers does take a lion's share of the credit, extending LaFleur and his 39-10 and 10 record three seasons in with multiple conference championship appearances, that does make sense. Though, whenever Rodgers is gone, which will be before LaFleur is gone, you would almost be a guarantee, then we'll start to kind of see what that looks like in Green Bay. We take a break from the NFL. We come back. Major League Baseball continues to heat up. There are injury updates and massive upsets from last night's slate. We break that all down right here on the early line on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Major League Baseball continues to heat up post-All-Star break. A lot of interesting uh, real results on yesterday's board. But you have to start kind of with that double up of upsets, I think. Because yesterday we kind of joked, minus 119, Dodgers-Astros money line parlay. Where could it go wrong? We didn't bother to check, Donnie, though, on what an Athletics Nationals parlay would have paid it would have been quite nice of those two upsets which one was more surprising to you I gotta tell you it was probably Gonsolin and the Dodgers because they were at home against a team that's just looking to trade off their final centerpiece of their franchise you have your dominant pitcher on the mound who hasn't lost a game this year and you're at home as opposed to the one where the joke was hey, take a look at the Astros. They just won five straight games against the Mariners, the hottest team in baseball, and also the New York Yankees, the best record in Major League Baseball. But mm-hmm. they're going to the most sleepiest of sleepy environments out in Oakland, and maybe they'll be in trouble a little bit. And, of course, the Oakland Athletics dropped seven runs on the Astros last night. With one, And also, you're talking about, remember Euler that I talked about who had an ERA of like 190,000 coming into the game? Yeah, he held the bats down for the Houston Astros. That's just the way it goes in Major League Baseball. But it's funny that we talked about that parlay yesterday. Like, forget about it. like that should be one of the easiest things. And yeah, it's a parlay. So one of them, both of them lost last night. Mm-hmm. My goodness. And also both of them were the better baseball teams. This wasn't an extra innings fluke, two to one type final score. This was the Athletics with a nice lead. This was the Nationals with a nice lead. Some things just are crazier than what you put on paper at this point. The thing is, and why I think the answer is pretty easily the Dodgers. Odorizzi is the worst pitcher in the rotation for the Astros. He was led up by the A's. Yes, basically any pitcher allowing six earned to the Athletics is surprising. But you were talking about Olier getting lit up. He, he wasn't rocked, but four runs, is that his three name? earned. Whatever, Olier. You, I mean, Olier. What were you Whoa, saying yesterday? I think it's, is it Euler? O-I-L-E-R. I've never heard the guy's name actually said on a telecast. But if you just, now oh. see, I got to hold you to this. Because if you nailed that, that is such good props. But if you just yeah. ripped off an only air when it's Euler, that is going to be, I'm going to need this to this tape actually framed mm-hmm. here for us. So you're on that hot yeah. seat right now. It could be unbelievably uh-huh. talented. Like, man, you really won up to me? Or my goodness, where did you get that from? Fantastic stuff here early. Now, as obviously a lot of people know, man. Adam, Oh, really? Who who we're getting into right here, right now? And obviously, you know, touched up as per a little bit. Here is the thing, oh, though, with boy. that Gonsolin yeah. loss. You know, Donnie, last year you were out there in the mix on the like when the Lions' first win would come in. There's odds right now yes. on FanDuel NFL season. Like, when will the Bills lose their first game? Right? Imagine when will Gonsolin lose his first start? It'll be number eighteen home as a minus 330 favorite to the Washington Nationals. It's stunning, but also, if I may, a little bit concerning. That's three outings in a row. Yes, I'm including the All-Star game where Gonsolin has really not looked good. 
He's certainly not looked like the guy that had dominated all of his prior appearances and had that nice, shiny sub-2 ERA. This is a Dodgers team that we know. The deadline comes, and they are on the prowl. And I'm just wondering if they're taking note of that Gonsolin performance and saying, you know what? We need another starting pitcher in this rotation. Yeah, and, and that's what the Dodgers do, and they will get somebody back this. They can have those headliners one, two, and three once they get to the playoffs because the lineup, as we know, Kevin, certainly good enough to win a World Series, but even the pitching, which has been, so I would say, like above board, right? Because we look at the roster that they have now, their starting pitching staff. It's incredible how they have such a good record, and it's not just because their team is getting nine runs a game and it doesn't matter who's on the mound. They've been getting elite pitching as well, but we take a look at Gonsolin, right? 11-0 in the season. That's Tony Gonsolin. He's a good pitcher. Pitcher. Is he 11 and 0 good and out here absolutely destroying everything with the ERA of close to two? But you're right. He has been slipping a little bit. And you asked me the same question yesterday. Were there any thoughts on Gonsolin heading into this baseball game if you were to bet it, let's just say, through the Dodgers in a parlay? And I said, no. If there's a game to get right at home post All Star break, you would pick the Nationals out of a lineup and say, all right, let me just work my way around Juan Soto and I'll beat this lineup up for six to seven innings and I'll get those good vibes back for the 2022 season. And it didn't happen last night. So now you are right. Doubt does start to creep in because it's one thing, Kevin, if you go into the Bronx, you don't have a good night against Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton and the rest of the Yankee lineup on a 90-degree night with the wind blowing out. Okay, you understand that. Or if he pitched in Wrigley Field, 20-mile-an-hour winds blowing out the dead center field, what do you want me to do? I gave up five earned runs. It happens here. This is Dodger Stadium against a bad baseball team looking to quit, and you still didn't perform up to your liking and took the loss to the Nationals. That could be a little bit of an alarming sign. Yeah, it's going to be something to follow because we know the Dodgers will be ready to make big-time moves at the deadline. Yesterday, I thought the Phillies had themselves a really nice win because a comedy of errors uh, appears early in that baseball game, so it looks like it could be nightmare central for the Phillies once again, who, again, this team loses three straight out of the break to at home to the Chicago Cubs. Stott with a late Three-run homer in the bottom of the eighth inning flips this around to really a huge win for the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, how about this? Phillies actually got 12 hits yesterday. Certainly struggled in that Cubs series, but the game really turned. You're right. The calamity of errors seemed like it was just piling up on the Phillies, which it did against the Cubs, where you give away a 3-0 lead to Max Fried, the ace of the Atlanta Braves. Now, granted, you know, truth be told, I was on the Atlanta Braves yesterday, Kevin. Run line first five innings on the FanDuel Sportsbook at a minus-120 price, which in layman's terms means just the Braves have to have the lead by any amount after five innings. They get up 3 to nothing. when they get that buzz on my phone to my watch. I said, man, this is going to be an easy one here. But the Phillies started to chip away. But the key ingredient here, second and third, I believe this was the third inning with two outs, and Stott was at the plate. He had a high chopper to the first baseman. looked like a routine play. Catch the ball, step on the bag, you're out of the inning, no harm, no foul, done. And the ball darts like a 90-degree angle with some ridiculous topspin and ends up with a double for Stott. And it just seemed like right now, that right at that moment, Freed got a little bit flustered throughout the rest of the game. But credit the Phillies. This is one of those games where you lost to the Cubs. Max Freed was on the mound versus Ranger Suarez, and you won. That's a huge notch in your belt because tonight we'll take a look at a really good pitching matchup a little bit later in the show between Aaron Nola and Strider. But that's a huge win for the Phillies. You couldn't have come out of the break. Four straight losses here. It's almost like you're looking to sell at this point if you're the Phillies and how disappointed you are at this post-All-Star break. Yeah, look, it's obviously going to be tough whenever you bring a Braves team in, but you've talked about this a lot. This is what they do to themselves, the Phillies. 
They got a win up against the Max Freed, but they just were swept at home by the Chicago Cubs. Like, after this, you know, two more games they have with Atlanta, it's going to be four against Pittsburgh. And it's going to be one of those things, it feels like, where the Phillies will be fighting for their lives to get a sweep, despite the fact that they are markedly a better baseball team. So those are the interesting things for the Phillies that they have to clean up if they're going to keep this thing moving. You did mention at the top, though, a Bryce Harper injury update. Look, at the end of the day, the wins and losses are the primary focus, but that's always going to be boosted if you can bring back the reigning NL MVP. What is the latest on Bryce Harper? Yeah, you know, you have those initial reports, Kevin, where it's the doctors or the staff says, hey, look, we're looking at eight to 10 weeks, six to eight weeks. Well, the lower end means you get good news, right? Could have happened? Possibly. Mm -hmm. Could it take longer than that? Possibly. But you went out and had a, uh, not an, uh, maybe it even was an MRI at that point. But basically, we know that Bryce Harper broke his thumb. They had pins and jet put into that thumb roughly, what, five to six weeks ago? So you had that checkup where if everything was healing appropriately, you get the pins taken out, you take the next step in the process of returning back to the Major League Baseball field with those rehab assignments. And it looks like that's been delayed roughly a week here. So those signs of Bryce Harper coming back earlier than later, not going to be the case at this point. And from a Phillies perspective, you want him back as soon as possible, but not at the, hey, I'm going to do some long-term damage to my thumb. It makes sense here to sit back, take it easy. You're still in the wild card race. Would you like him back next week? Sure you would, but he's probably not coming back till mid-August at the earliest at this time, and maybe the Phillies are taking it a little bit slower, a la Mike Trout out for the L.A. Angels. Yeah, the, the L.A. Angels yesterday lost 7 nothing to the Kansas yeah. City Royals. They are an awful baseball team that are not even worth bringing up. The other NL East injury update I did want to mention was Jacob DeGrom. He's going to be making a AAA rehab start tomorrow in Syracuse. It's interesting because there's a lot of people that are worried about DeGrom and the velocity, thinking that that could be the root of some of his problems, where it almost seems to me, DRS, people are going to be tracking how many times did this guy hit 100? Because... Let's be honest here. These AAA kids are not going to touch DeGrom. We know that. <laughs> to be honest with you, even if they did, I really don't think I'd care. I'd love if they, I mean, would hang like a first five on this DeGrom AAA start. Like the team total over under runs would have to be like one, if not a half at that rate. But this does feel super important because this is a Mets team. that The Subway Series begins today. We'll break that down with a pair of games. But they are... We're getting to the point where it feels like they really could use that boost of Jacob DeGrom returning, and we are getting closer. Yeah, they can. And also, you're right about that. We've heard about these simulated games for Jacob DeGrom, and even in the past, when they send them down to Florida on a rehab assignment against single-A guys, and it just absolutely blows them away. It's almost like if you played high school football, Kevin. You're on a freshman, let's just say, safety, and they say, all right, varsity, goal line, and you got to go up against them and meet the fullback in the A-gap. Yeah, that's not too much fun. That's what happens when AAA players are going up against Jacob DeGrom. But all they're looking for tonight, right? Touching on that gun, 97, 98, 99, feel good. Get maybe three innings in and say, all right, how do you feel tomorrow? Feel great, no setbacks. That's going to be a big sigh of relief for Steve Cohen and the New York Mets organization, certainly their fan base. Because if there's one thing you're hanging your head on, forget about how the Mets are playing right now or if their lead has dissipated here in the NL East. It's just that is Harper, excuse me, is uh, Scherzer going to be healthy? And also, is Jacob DeGrom going to be healthy once it become playoff time? That's all they care about. So a good start mm -hmm. in AAA, followed by a healthy next couple days, things are going to be looking up for the New York Mets. Yeah, certainly. So I look forward to seeing what a DeGrom first start back price 
looks like whenever we do get there. How about the Baltimore Orioles? Last Yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, you had a piece of under in Baltimore, Tampa mm-hmm. Bay. If I would have told you the Orioles scored five, you're probably a little hesitant there, but no problem. 5-1 Baltimore. This this really is a different baseball team than certainly last year's group and any of our expectations coming into this season back at 500 now. Yes, getting good pitching here from all different outlets. And even though Volth, what he had, three earned, should be one earned run in that game through three innings, you sort of piecemeal together a bullpen. Now, think of this in the past, Kevin. We take a look at the Baltimore Orioles beating the Tampa Bay Rays 5-1. to one. If I would have told you in the last two years, oh, by the way, basically a bullpen game for the Orioles in, uh, you know, in Baltimore, what did Tampa score, 10 at least in that game, 12, mm-hmm. 13, maybe with five or six home runs hit? Not the case anymore. I don't know what happened, and it can't be so simple as, hey, guys, psychology. We're going to bring in an outside organization to talk to our pitchers and say, hey, guys, look. Throw your fastball, throw your curveball. Look at the fence. It's way back there. Hey, you know what? I got confidence now to throw pitches. That's the only thing I can estimate at this point where the Baltimore Orioles can outpitch you at Camden Yards. Never would I have thought of that over the past couple of years. But that's, again, the, the way things have started a trend for this baseball team. They sit there at 48 and 48. And they're, look, they, they're not obviously on any big win streak again, but the Yankees came to town. They grabbed the game, right? That's what they were looking for. It's what they, or they grabbed two rather, right? Or they, no, they grabbed one out of the three. They've got a game already yes. here against Tampa Bay. So often we were talking, if the Yankees were to go there and anything other than asleep, oh, what a nightmare. Tampa lost, I think, like what, twice to this baseball team all of last season? It's just yeah. such a different group that we have to treat differently. And the sports books are starting to treat differently as well. We will close out hour number one with a couple more baseball points before we get to hour number two right here on this Tuesday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The baseball board yesterday did provide... What felt almost like a big upset, despite the fact that the line was very narrow, and it was the Boston Red Sox breaking out of a, of their big-time slump and to beat the Cleveland Guardians, doing it in 3-1 fashion, was certainly surprising when you look at where that total pregame was, nearly at a 10. Any takeaway from you on the 3-1 Red Sox victory? 
It was a nice snapback for the Red Sox. It looks like things were going off the rail and going off the rail quickly. And you didn't have a great pitcher over the past 30 days that we pointed out in Pavetta, but it worked out in their fashion. You got into a little bit of trouble early on, but you're able to get through those rain delays. And that's a nice win for the Red Sox. Almost felt like, you know, one of their last stands because they lost that game to the Guardians. Obviously, if you're looking in the standings where the Red Sox still feel that they might be able to make a playoff push here for the wild card, that was a big win in the standings. And also, just for their psyche at this point, injured, not playing well, and the Guardians come to town, you put them away three to one. At least has to feel good for one night up there in Boston. Well, and the thing is for the Red Sox, though, the fact that you kind of did it in, you were out hit by this team, scoring three is not monstrous, right? And it's the Guardians not being opportunistic. Eight total hits, one of seven as a team with runners in scoring position. This very easily could have been a 5-3 Guardians result. My point is, I don't think you're still seeing Boston playing good baseball. But this almost gets even more fascinating. If they're able to start to put the Guardians away during this series, they're going to play them three more times in Fenway before then they bring Milwaukee in for a three-game set. If they start to win, are they still definitely going to be aggressive at the deadline there? Because we went over it yesterday. Just because all of a sudden they start to win games does not mean that they don't basically have their six most important players looking for possible contracts come season's end. And then that is up to the organization to make that decision. Are we trading people or are we going to risk losing them for nothing? Very, very interesting times in Boston. We'll preview their game in our number two. But up next, we talk about the changing landscape in the NBA because the title odds are on the move once again. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.